What if everything you thought you knew about the criminal justice system and high-profile criminal cases wasn't true? Join a veteran Buffalo City detective, a veteran Canadian Pacific police captain, and a veteran NCIS special agent, along with their guests, as they dissect the criminal justice system and high-profile criminal cases from their perspective in an unvarnished podcast focusing on crime, corruption, and media bias. It's Search Warrant, coming right at you. Welcome to uh, Search Warrant. Um, I'm John Snedden, a veteran NCIS special agent, um, and I'm here with uh, Anna Midlars, a uh, retired detective from Buffalo City Police. Hello, hello. And we also have uh, Tom Purcell, a police captain from uh, the Canadian Pacific uh, Police. Hi, guys. Good to be back. Um, so we're coming from uh, coming to you from uh, various points in uh, Western New York, um, Central New York, the uh, home of the original uh, dinosaur barbecue, and um, Western Western New York, where uh, you know, home of uh, buffalo chicken wings and the bills. What about those bills? How about awesome. those bills? Yeah, can't beat that. Um, okay, so um, there's some very interesting uh, things going on this week. Um, the exciting release of a cinematic treasure, I'm sure it will be. Um, the Richard Jewell story brought to us by Clint Eastwood. It's um, going to reportedly tell the real story. Um, because clearly the other story wasn't true or real. So hopefully we'll get the, uh, you know, the uh, general public will get the, uh, full, um, truth about that. And, uh, interestingly, I guess, uh, you know, we, we had talked to, uh, to Dick Anderson, the, uh, the football coach, um, on, in our last podcast and he had talked about free and interestingly enough free is a uh louis free the uh discredited former political appointee um was uh basically in charge of that uh if i understand it correctly uh that richard jewell disaster um by the way that's not the only disaster that louis free has been in charge of <laughs> so um but anyway um there was a uh, rumor that uh, Free had put out that uh, if um, Clint Eastwood was to have him mentioned in the film, um, he had some reason to sue him. Um, we tried to chase that down and uh, haven't come up with anything substantive yet, but it'll be interesting to see. I've seen some screenshots from the uh, the film and there's a guy in the background lurking in the background that looks a little bit like three. So, um, you know, he could be in the movie and it'll be very interesting to see how they portray him. Um, that, hey, that'll John. Be, hey, yeah. John, what's, yeah. um, what's the general premise of the movie? What's the movie about? The truth. Um, oh, Tom, do you know? Yeah. I believe I was, I was doing a little bit of checking on it and, and, um, getting a lot of uh, feedback from from the general public 
And um, in keeping in what we're always talking about, they're really attacking the media on this movie. They're saying things like the fake media killed him literally. He never recovered from it. That that being the Richard Jewell, you know, uh, right. the highlight of the movie. Uh, they say that uh, this Richard Jewell character actually went to, there was one woman who died in the bombing and he actually went to her grave every year and put a rose because he felt guilty that he, he didn't save her. That's the kind of guy that this Richard Jewell was. Yes, and uh, the way that Clint Eastwood writes this movie or the way he uh, put this movie out was to expose how the media and in this case the FBI uh, together completely completely made up a story and 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 Whoa. people believe hey, them you know that sounds like a theme um it does like a theme. yes yes there is no question of why search warrant is so valuable there's no question why search warrant is so necessary me personally and this is tom speaking i'm sick of the crap you know you had to sift through everything and there isn't any reason for that what the hell happened to credibility with our media? It's, and I, I test the water all the time. I'll say, you know, let's talk about that Sandusky guy for a minute. Ooh, that pig or that, you know, I hope he dies. Wait a second. What if, what if, you, what if it turned out that it was such a media disaster that he probably has no business being in prison? And I, I think I seen eyeballs fall out of heads. You know, they, yeah. they think I'm crazy. Well, I'm saying, I, well, this has been investigated again. And, and what we're finding out, don't be in a hurry to judge and don't be in a hurry to accept what you hear. Question, question, question. Do your homework. Well, how, how long? Now, that Atlanta bombing thing was during the Olympics down there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was uh, a long time ago. And just now, um, people are going to realize it, it, it's it's sad that uh, people's attention spans are so short that but they will watch a movie. Um, and that's uh, one of the way to get ways to get the uh, information out there that the media and the bureau um, did a uh, excuse my French, but they did a really piss poor job on that um, in the. Uh, and while doing so, damaged a lot of people, I'm sure. So, but that's a, you know, a common theme when you look at, you know, just relatively recent events. You have somebody that's a, a former bureau person um, who uses the media. I mean, uh, I wanted to mention that uh, both Anna and I, and perhaps Tom, had seen a uh, a LinkedIn post this week where uh, discredited former political appointee Louis Free is uh, addressing the uh, bureau's LA field office, and it doesn't seem like there's a whole heck of a lot of people there in the picture. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, so they so they. Uh, um, and one of the things that, uh, is another, um, another theme is, and, and let me just, let me just say this, uh, Dr. Graham Spanier, who was the uh, president of Penn state, who 
Jeffrey did his private investigation, which involved a lot of uh, collusion with uh, law enforcement entities from that stage. When Dr. Spanier was uh, found guilty of a misdemeanor crime that didn't pertain to him, um, Free immediately came out with a press release about, about how great he is and how his, how his report was awesome. So, um, you know, one of the many, uh, one of the many positions that he held as a political appointee would be a judge. And wouldn't a judge know that that's applicable? before you put out a press release about how great you are. So I'm, you know, I'm, I really, people should really have a, you know, have a handle on the fact that uh, the guy was congratulating himself when he, when actuality, you know, if he was uh, worth his salt, he would have, you know, done a good job on his private investigation, which was not a good job at all. Um, it was flawed and fictitious and, uh, you know, fatally compromised. Even in the LinkedIn posts that I was reading after he did, gave that speech, uh, you know, uh, some people were bringing up points that he had botched the free investigation and other things. And the response with the uh, fellow, uh, I'd have to say, FBI agents was that, oh, he's such a nice guy, though. I met him and he's such a nice guy. And <laughs> yeah. he's so, well, let so me ask you this. What a nice guy. Take a car. <laughs> that weighs, what, two, three tons, drive down a, a, a major highway in Vermont and almost wipe out three people uh, that had to uh, drive off the road just to save themselves. I mean, is, a, is that a nice guy? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, did he drive off the road or did he fall asleep? There was no... Uh, no uh, nobody accusing him of DWI, I believe. But isn't how did they manage to get an... FBI agent on the scene immediately. This is this is quite an operation they got going there. How does that happen? No, uh, I think that that's uh, very questionable. Very right. questionable. It didn't get but, investigated. Right, right. I mean, uh, none of his none of his investigations have been investigated. So, I mean, you know, that's what's that's what's really. Uh, sad about the whole circumstance. I think those people that were responding in the positive to Free's um, uh, appearance yes, um, are, you know, I, I would like to presume that they are all awesome human beings. But, and uh, if in fact they are awesome human beings, then the problem is they're just uninformed. Well, I mean, any investigator with it worth his salt reads any of these reports. There's many of them on the internet. Just Google Lewis Pre botched investigations. <laughs> just Google that, and yeah. you'll you'll find hundreds, not hundreds, probably oh. tens, twenty, thirty stories, all from independent writers who are you know uh, talking about these things. So these these FBI agents who were saying how nice he is because they just met him and he was so nice. I mean, you know, how many criminals come across as very nice? But when I started reading about Louis Free, I, I, all I could think of was uh, Muhammad Ali when he was Cassius Clay and screaming, I am the greatest, I am the greatest. And he, he, the only difference is, is uh, Muhammad Ali. Well, I think, back. Uh, my, my point is, is that I think that uh, his appearance 
in L.A. was much like his. Uh, it's like a preemptive strike. I mean, he's done it in the past. He did it with uh, Dr. Spanier. He had a preemptive strike when he didn't know what he was talking about, obviously. because You, you mean before the movie comes out, John? Yeah, I think he yeah. did this yeah. because it's a preemptive strike to make himself feel good about uh, his failures. I mean, the same thing applies to uh, what he did to, to Dr. Spanier when uh, Dr. Spanier was uh, <laughs> convicted for a misdemeanor crime. You've got a guy like... Uh, you know, free putting out a press release of, about how great he is as a, uh, you know, investigator. And he didn't realize it, it. You know, he's just trying to save his ass because um, otherwise he would have come out and said, oh, yeah, that's not, uh, you know, that's not applicable to the circumstance. But right. uh, it's just an exercise in using the media. I think he blows with the wind. I think he blows with the wind and he gets the the result in his investigations of what the media or or whoever he's working for in this case uh, looking yeah. and, and in regard to the uh, positive uh, responses on LinkedIn I mean how many of those people first of all how many of those people are you know knowledgeable about what is actually happening with that guy and what his track record is if they are perhaps they're in, uh, you know beholden to him based on his uh you know, company and what he can allegedly do in his outstanding private investigation company, which, uh, again, has a track record of horrid disasters. So, uh, you know, it'll catch up with him. But uh, I certainly hope that this uh, film shed some, some, shed some light. And I think that uh, when you look at him and... Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, all hat and no cattle. All hat and um, no cattle. You know, John, I'm 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 wondering how far his followers go back. I got a I got a headline right in front of me about it says why Lewis Free should be investigated for September 11th. You know, and I remember that there was a big controversy back then. The CIA was not sharing with the FBI and vice versa, but now I, I, I'm just biting at the bit to start investigating more about Mr. Free because of, of uh, other agents saying, well, you know, you might want to look uh, yeah. at, at what his involvement. And, you know, this one write-up I'm looking at, I'm not going to read it, but uh, it's really interesting because it's talking about counterterrorism expert from the Chicago office. He was talking about why uh, Lewis Free should be investigated for September 11th. It's like, I yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think a lot, of, you know, and it's very timely because I can tell you, as an agent, I had a, a bunch of cases uh, right after 9/11 that were, you know, FISA-involved cases, right. the uh, Foreign Intelligence uh, Surveillance Act, FISA. Um, and, uh, it's interesting that, uh, just yesterday, you know, they, uh, they're taking a look at the, uh, the FISA court and what the FISA court was, uh, the information that FISA court was presented with from the Bureau and, uh, they made that stuff up. 
it was fictitious. It was misrepresented. Um, and the individuals that misrepresented from the Bureau, that misrepresented information to the FISA court, should be criminally held uh, responsible for that. Um, I mean, there's no question about that. You can't function. You know, we were able to do uh, in- just incredible and awesome work. And, I, you know, both yourself and Anna um, certainly helped me quite a bit. Um, when I'm uh, a, a single agent covering almost two states and trying to chase stuff down, you know, um, you rely heavily and respect heavily uh, your local law enforcement. They're the ones that know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, I was going to ask you, what's the first question they ask you when you ask for help? Um, oh, yeah. Have- hey, yeah, where am I going to, where will I be standing during the press conference? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I had several operations in, uh, in Philadelphia when I was assigned to Philly. And, uh, you know, the Bureau would always want to get, you know, they want to get involved so they can, they can be at a press conference. And uh, they, they sent me a guy that was a helicopter pilot. Oh, oh, it's great. But no helicopter. I mean, what, what, you know, the, he was a helicopter pilot in Miami, but uh, they had to move him. Um, you know, his tour was up in uh, Miami or something. But they, they sent me a, a helicopter pilot without a helicopter. Awesome. So, well, uh, in Buffalo Police, um, everyone knows that if it's not sexy enough, they won't assist. So it's got to be a sexy kind of like. Well, it's not, you know, it, uh, the whole point with that agency is, is that. Uh, I mean, I've had, I've had a lot of joint um, investigations where they always want to try to come at the end so they can be at the press conference. So, uh, you know, um, but they just, you know, it, it's almost like it's a uh, an agency that's a ninety five percent public relations um, agency and five percent paper shufflers. You know, because. Yeah, the general public does not understand that the Bureau does not work any cases from the ground up. They get all referrals. You uh, see- I, got, I got a sentence I want to read to you, John, because it looks like they worked a lot of cases from the ground down. You know, when a Judicial Watch pointed to the, a legacy of corruption at the FBI under free, listen to this list. The espionage scandal at Los Alamos National Laboratories, as well as uh, Filegate, Waco, Ruby Ridge cover-up, the Olympic bombing frame-up of Richard Jewell, and I'll, I'll even including the Oklahoma City bombing. What the hell is this guy doing as, as, as director? Well, you know, it's a... Because it's, you know, um, again, in my view, that entity, the Bureau, is a uh, public relations uh, agency. And here I thought it was an accounting firm. Oh, well, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But again, I mean, you know, the the general public, I I think that they, they do not realize that they do not work any investigations from the ground up, they get referrals, and you know, um, and most of them they screw up. 
So, I mean, uh, you know, it's not like they're, uh, you know, that there's such a thing as if you're an 1811, uh, a uh, federal agent, um, you get uh, administratively un- uncontrollable overtime. And some of them uh, like to use, you know, it, it's like if you're on surveillance for an extended period of time or you're interviewing rape suspects or, you know, rape victims or, you know, you've got a homicide case you're doing something on and it goes beyond your regular scheduled hours would be administratively uncontrollable overtime. Well, you know, years ago in Philadelphia, they're un- administratively uncontrollable overtime and the bureau office was reading the newspaper. <laughs> you know, unbelievable. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. You know, they they come in a little bit early so they could get their un- administrative un- uncontrollable overtime while reading the newspaper. While the rest of us, while other uh, incredibly hardworking uh, federal law enforcement uh, agents are, uh, you know, up to their neck in administratively uncontrollable overtime, um, actually working cases because you have to respond to stuff, you know. Um, you're not sitting at your desk waiting for referrals from other agencies or other local or municipal agencies. It's uh, it's quite the scam. Yeah, until right. something noteworthy comes up, and then they're all in. Oh yeah, as you say, yeah. all the work is most of the work has been done already. Yes. If you've got a, uh, it's it, you know, it's a, it's a matter of. Uh, you know, at the at the at the most, they just have to connect the dots. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's uh, that's what's bad. But they use all their power, you know, uh, when they need to. To like in the case with this this guy in the movie, um, my understanding was that free, and it was it was um, written that he had a reputation for micromanaging, and um, when it came time to interview this guy, which will be in the movie. He used he used the counterintelligence division. I can't talk to them, and um, their use is intimidation, you know, and manipulating, and that's what he, that's who he chose to interview this poor guy. Um, just an example, I think, of 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 how they work. Oh yeah, I do recall that whole uh, incident. <laughs> Must be showing my age. But poor Richard Jewell was a hero immediately with the media, and it didn't take but 10 or 20 seconds to turn on him incredibly, incredibly uh, quick. And just, I, I just recall so well that it was another media nightmare. It just said, oh, yeah, here's the hero that saved saved everybody, found the bomb. Whatever happened to um, to them, he, he, I don't quite recall what got them to turn on him so quickly. But Free certainly was had to be part of that uh, instrumentation there to turn on Jewel so quick. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing well, the movie because I want to, I want to, I kind of respect. Um, uh, the director and where he's going with this. Uh, I've seen his past stuff. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I just think it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing, if people understood what the what the circumstances are, I mean, I, I can tell you that uh, as, a, as a federal law enforcement uh, 
officer, I have, I held and still hold uh, local law enforcement uh, in incredibly high regard. Yes. Because without them, I mean, you know, if I have a, you know, I would have circumstances where I've got a search warrant or I have a warrant for somebody. um, And, you know, I'm, I'm a one man band. If I don't get help from the local police department, um, I'm screwed. And, you know, it's not like you walk in there and like, uh, you know, go, oh, hey, it's me. You know, it's uh, some kind of uh, big deal. On the contrary, the uh, local law enforcement, who is the experts on the ground in their area. Right. Um, yeah should get all the credit because uh you know without them um the the success rate is incredibly low i mean those those uh those officers uh men and women are uh you know incredible when you show up and you say hey it's it's me i'm a i'm a lone agent and i have a search warrant i need to uh execute and i geez i could really use your help (laughs) you know and uh and what i what i would do is if i seized vehicles i we would give the vehicles to the local police department but you know because that's the one way that uh, we can pay them back for for helping us i remember Uh, when i remember when you gave us furniture (laughs) yeah so i mean uh you know uh other federal agencies uh are not uh, likely to do that, believe me, no, because it's not, uh, they, it's they, yeah. they want to run around with the, uh, you know, the other thing I was going to say was, uh, <laughs> you know, when TVs were black and white and just becoming color, I think there was a thing on uh, for Efren Zimberless Jr. or whatever. And I think that the Bureau is still trying to live off that mystique they had when in actuality you know in some cases uh you know and I, i've seen it in in person where they can't investigate themselves out of a paper bag well, <laughs> so, yeah, you know not everybody's as old as you john so you better remind <laughs> me that, that show was called the fbi with that from Zimbabwe's <laughs> junior um okay, well, I, I do i do recall being a railroad cop, what it was like in your shoes to be the Lone Ranger, because we would we had jurisdiction everywhere, but nobody knew who the hell we were. So we'd walk into a, a little town, uh, East Aurora or something like that, and and the cop would look up at us and we'd say, yeah, can we borrow your typewriter? Because, <laughs> you know, well, who are you? What are you? You know, we're the railroad police and we need your lockup. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll transport him in the morning. But have you got a typewriter? I mean, that's the old day. <laughs> and what would we yeah. be without the locals? I mean, oh even, my God. even chasing bad guys down through dark railroad tracks and we'd ask for assistance. And I remember just after Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid came out and we'd be chasing these guys on foot in snowstorms in the local sheriffs and the local police would be up on the over over what do you call them, the bridges over the By over the, the railroad tracks yeah. the overpass and we hear them yelling who are those guys you know which is <laughs> real funny 
But uh, that was from Butch Cassidy. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, I mean, it's a, you can't function, at least in, in my position as a, you know, a, as a, a federal agent that covers a large geographic territory, you can't function without having exceptionally good relationships with uh, local law enforcement entities. And on the contrary, John, I learned that we could function very well without the feds, no offense. Yeah. But yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hey, I, believe me, I mean, you know, the, some of the best cases that I have had, <coughs> excuse me, in my, uh, in my career have been, you know, with, with local law enforcement, um, I would, I would give, uh, you know, I used to have several cases with, uh, ATF and they were awesome. Um, they, you know, they're more than willing to help and, uh, they're not freaked out about, uh, whether or not they're going to be at a press conference or not, for God's <laughs> sake, but or that's gonna stay the uh, biggest deal, you know? I do, I do want to recall a quick uh, little anecdote, but I remember working with the burglary task force. As a matter of fact, even working with detective meddlers here, and we worked a big tire keeper, and it was, you know, railroad involved, so it was international uh, commerce. So we, um, I don't remember if we invited them or whether they just showed up, but the FBI was involved, and it was great. It was a great. Uh, experience and we got a whole bunch of bad guys and it was just an excellent case except that about four days after the case was done two agents showed up at the captain i won't say the captain's no. at, at the captain. captain's office yeah. and we obviously we heard this screaming and hollering and this big brute of a man this great captain is slamming the door open kicking these two agents out of his offices that don't you ever dare to come back in our in our Buffalo police office again. And the reason he did it is because those particular agents that were working the case with us wanted to file charges on some of the behavior they saw of some of the detectives in this. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. And the captain so was biting the, biting out the, the hand that Biting the hand of feet. Yeah, wasn't you know, that? Great way to build a rapport with the locals. Right. I, yes. would, I would make, yeah, I would make two points here. And, you know, if, if, you know, a lot of people that are in law enforcement have been so for a long time know exactly what I'm talking about. The Bureau treats local agencies like they were sources. Like they're informants. Yes. Yes. Which yes. is uh, exceptionally demeaning. And, uh, uh, it, you know, makes me want to throw up. They but also, their, they, they their, never get my their, jokes. That, <laughs> say again, say again. They never get my jokes. It's, it's, it's a very common theme with them. Oh, never, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They never, yeah. I make a joke, they look at me blankly and this, you know, what do you mean yeah. by that? I'm not, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's um, something that the general public I don't think they realize it, but uh, you know, the, to me and a lot of people that have worked jointly with them or they've asked to help on some operations, um, they are a uh, public relations agency uh, for the most part, and uh, 
they get all their work from referrals and their job is to um, treat local law enforcement um, as a uh, as informants. Yes. You know, well, um, it seems tonight, John, we certainly went after the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation and Mr. Free. And um, I, I just want to bring up before we run out of too much time, uh, some other bullet points that I think we'll be chasing future so our listeners can get more involved and more in, interested in search warrant. But boy, I can't wait to talk to some, about some of the DAs in this country. I know we touched on Philadelphia but I can't wait to a future podcast on getting into San Francisco and New York and oh, oh I, see, I, yeah, I just saw, uh, what was it? Or like super early this morning, I saw where major corporations are refusing to have their conventions in San Francisco because of the uh, sewage. The raw sewage on the because street. people are pooping on the sidewalk. Right, not good for business. Or uh, or peeing on <laughs> city hall or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other and thing then, I want to get into pretty quick is all this incredible. Uh, what are we calling it now? Uh, let's see, reform, criminal justice reform, and prison reform. And good Lord, everybody should be shaking in their boots if they're not. I hate to sound like an alarmist, but that's one of the reasons I like to see Search Warrant get more listeners. And let's let's get this word out there because there's a lot of craziness that's going on in Pennsylvania and in New York and in California. Well, you and, know, the uh, I just saw a thing from the uh, NYPD that, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago where everybody in uh, most of the law enforcement agencies in New York state got together to try to, you know, uh, make a point out of the fact that uh, the criminal justice uh, reforms will make everybody a, a victim times 10. Um, and, you know, they, I think they were, you know, respectfully, you know, presenting that to the legislature. And uh, I just saw where, NYPD, you know, they, they they came out with a thing that they <laughs> they appreciate criminal justice reforms, but not the kind that put the guy that you just you just locked up a dude for for having uh, you know five hundred guns in his car, and he's gonna walk in like five minutes. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, um, it gets the it gets down to the point where you know if you want a gun bad enough, you're gonna get one. Period. You know, um, the registered uh, owners of uh, weapons are not the ones you got to worry about so much as the ones that uh, are want a gun and can't and will do anything to get one. Exactly. It's, they're not going to follow the law. I have a headline in front of me. Even the even the police leaders in New York are just at least trying to get people's attention. Wake up! The the headline says police leaders. New York's criminal justice reform will get people killed and needs hey, before, to be stopped. Before I, before I forget this, um, well, I, I won't forget it before I, but before I forget to bring it up, um, I kind of want to go full circle in regards to, you know, we just talked it, we just interviewed uh, Dick Anderson, awesome guy. Um, 
and he he kind of started out his uh you know dissertation in regard to that you know um particular case uh mentioning uh former governor tom corbett and to bring it full circle and this is interesting if people haven't don't understand this tom corbett was the one that recommended that louis free discredited former political appointee do the private investigation on that case so what does that tell you now just a reminder you're talking about the sandusky case right yes journal and and it was uh and Louis Freed was suggested to do the investigation by who? Oh, he was recommended. He was recommended to the board of trustees by uh, government uh, ex governor uh, Tom Corbin. Yeah, governor at the time. Yeah, and also isn't it true, Mr. Snedden, that you also did an investigation, but you were requested by the federal government? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want I just want our listeners to be to understand the difference between a real investigator and a joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I will not argue with that. Uh, you know, <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll tell you the. Uh, it, it's interesting to note that uh, Governor Corbett was the one that recommended to the board that they have. Uh, discredited political appointee Louis Free do the investigation that um, ended up being a uh, fatally compromised investigation that, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, you have this movie with Clint Eastwood um, uh, coming out with the fact that Richard Jewell was really hosed by the media and by the Bureau. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you get the same movie coming out uh, a couple years from now that potentially the uh, who, same, who could, same kind of circumstance with uh, the case we talked to Dick Anderson about. Well, I suggest I suggest that um, Detective Medlars get Clint Eastwood on the phone and get this ball rolling because the poor Mr. Sandusky is going to be awfully old if we wait much longer. Well, you know, that's that's what uh, the Pennsylvania judiciary and everybody that's beholden to the people that made those horrendous um, decisions for personal gain, vindictiveness to be exact. Um, You know, that's that's the uh, that's the problem there. Isn't the truth, John, that the fact is that the uh, Pennsylvania State uh, investigation is nothing but a total embarrassment for the Penn State University and the oh, state no. of Pennsylvania? Well, you, you, you know, the whole, the, the, the whole point with that is, you know, if I, I, and I was trying to make the point when I talked to uh, when we were talking to Dick Anderson, you know, if you were the governor of a state and took off the street, one of the biggest, alleged biggest pedophile uh, 
you know, pedophiles on the planet, you know, they should be, uh, you know, wouldn't they be uh, holding a parade for that guy every week? You know, wouldn't he be parading around? Actually, this brings another thing to, to mind. There's a prosecutor that um, prosecuted some of these cases with Frank Bina, who has a grand jury secrecy uh, problem and leaking uh, problem himself and is currently uh, currently uh, awaiting imminent uh, disciplinary action. But one of the prosecutors had a tried to start a traveling road show, how he would tell people how great he was. And interestingly enough, he attended one college to tell them how great he was. Do you know how many people showed up? Well, oh, <laughs> you're pretty close. <laughs> seven. Seven people. Uh, seven. numbers again. And you know what? Those seven people knew that he was full of shit. And they just wanted to hear him say it in person. <laughs> yeah. So okay, someone so for his traveling roadshow of, uh, I mean, you know, believe me, if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, if that doesn't tell you something, um, if, if people are not celebrating him for taking a alleged pedophile off the street, uh, even though the guys that are getting millions of dollars are 25 years old and older and thirties and forties, um, you know, the, the story is, is it's, it's a, it's a complete continuum of vindictiveness that brought that whole thing to light. You know? Yes. Um, it was, a you know, to, to, to be that vindictive um, and make that kind of stuff happen just because you want to be the most popular person in your state and there's people um, standing in your way and people that embarrassed you in front of the legislature because they were fighting for uh, funding um, and then uh, you know you, you've got a guy that uh, is a highly celebrated uh, coach and he stands in the way of you being popular um, to burn the whole place down to the ground just because you're vindictive I mean you know there's going to be hell to pay at the at some point down the road for people like that well, unfortunately, these kind of things don't get solved this side of heaven. But uh, I think it'd be really good when Mr. Uh, Clint Eastwood listens to search for it and finds out that there's people like Dick Anderson who he might just want to speak with. And I'm not just talking about uh, Clint Eastwood because of who he is. I'm talking about any director that's worth his weight and isn't poisoned by the apple of Hollywood. Because there's just amazing stories out there that need to get told. And the Sandusky story is epic. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten uh, quite a bit of uh, a, a large response on the email in regard to, you know, people having uh, stories they want to tell us. Um, and some of them are incredibly interesting. And, uh, I mean, I... I can't wait to bite on those. 
because uh, I'm sure that we're going to find a lot of stuff that uh, hasn't been heretofore told, um, and people will be shocked. I mean, uh, some average guy walking down the street that thinks that uh, the the Bureau is the uh, premier <laughs> law enforcement agency is uh, nuts. I mean, you know, he's got to look at what's happening. I mean, uh, incredible. I think it's a good time, John, to remind everyone listening that if they want to uh, contact us, that they should write, email us to searchwarrant02 at gmail.com. Yes, exactly. And, if, if, and, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. And I wanted, to, I wanted to add that if even if they have a question, a comment, if they want us to talk to with them and they want to stay anonymous, no problem. We you want to be a guest. We want to be a guest. And not only that, if they have a question, um, I have some expertise, you might say, in, in cyber investigation, cyber crime. If they want, uh, if they have a question about something like that, or with with Tom, with railroad or intelligence, or with the, you, John, I'm sure, as well, they could just write to us and ask, and we'll, we'll probably answer right away. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the... Again, if if uh, if you're a law enforcement officer and you've had a awesome case, and the media has either totally ignored it, or turned it into something that's completely unrecognizable from what you did, um, we'd like to have the opportunity to uh, promote your case and uh, promote the outstanding work that you've done, because we've all been there and uh, had cases that were outstanding and. You know, either the media ignored it um, or they turned it into something unre unrecognizable. And uh, particularly, you know, local law enforcement, um, you guys and gals are uh, busting your butts and uh, you've helped me a lot in my career. And uh, I know uh, for some cases, if it wasn't for uh, Anna and Tom, uh, they wouldn't come, wouldn't have come to uh successful conclusions like they did and uh you know you should all be congratulated for for uh all of your efforts and uh your local expertise uh which cannot be bought and uh you know um it's just a a pleasure to have worked with uh local law enforcement which is absolutely um awesome so um also, if you are uh, if you're not a law enforcement officer, but you do have a case that you find uh, interesting that you want to bring to our attention that that needs attention, um, or you have any, have you, or you have facts or uh, information that would make another case um, come to light or needs help, uh, we would love to look at it. Um, you know, the whole point here is uh, we want to do, you know, we've all had our careers and we've made a big dent um, um, in what we were fighting. And we love, love to continue to do that. And we certainly have the wherewithal to do that. But, uh, you know, you bring it to our attention and we'll pursue it. Um, and the one way to do that, there's several ways to do it. But uh, you can reach us at uh, Gmail. And that address is searchwarrant02 at gmail.com. 
And you can also follow us on Twitter at, at search warrant one. So, uh, you know, believe me, we, uh, we really appreciate all the comments that we've gotten and uh, all the information that we've received. And we intend to, you know, run down everything. Um, because, you know, we almost, uh, I think collectively, we feel that, uh, you know, if, if uh, things have gone south on a case or, uh, you know, there are problems with that case, you know, you take it personally because you know that the guys and the gals that are working it are busting their butts, you know? Yeah. So before we wind this up, I just want to remind our listeners, don't, don't. Don't hesitate. You know, be encouraged. There's there is somebody there listening. There's other people like us who want to hear, who want to know and get into it and expose it. That's what this is all about. This is about the truth and exposing this nonsense. And you got an avenue, you got a tool. Use us. We have eighty years combined experience. Wow. wow. You're really old. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, we're not we're we're not that old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we can still kick some ass, right? Yeah. So anyway, we'd appreciate uh, hearing from uh, from from you guys relative to uh, what your thoughts are, and uh, you know, if you have anything you want us to follow up on, we'd be happy to do that because that's why we're here. So, uh, Anna, do you have any other uh, comments you want to make? No, just uh, I'm interested in 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 maybe educating uh, using tips and tricks uh, to do with cyber crimes that I'm going to be putting together um, for our episodes uh, that might come in handy for people. I found it it's very useful, and um, I intend to start doing that soon. Good. And all I have to say is look forward to our next podcast because we're going to get into uh, more of these bullet points of DAs that have no business being DAs, yeah. uh, district attorneys who are, are not enforcing the law, but trying to change it. So, um, well, you know, forward to seeing you guys again. Yeah, that uh, Krasner, that Philly uh, district attorney, he's just really gone off the rails. You know, he wants to change, change laws so he can convict a detective, or a police officer down there for something that uh, didn't apply to him. Just that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um. You know, uh, oh, my God, just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we, we have been getting a very good response on the on the email of people trying to reach out to us, reaching out to us, not trying. They are reaching out to us, which is uh, which is just outstanding. And, uh, you know, we certainly intend to follow through on everything that we get. So. I, I do want to say that we're, we're gonna, we are going to have a, a segment called uh, Mopery with Intent to Creep. And, um, you know, featuring some uh, un- questionable human beings, you know, uh, to include stupid criminals, but quest- overall questionable human beings. And uh, a lot of people have sent me video that they have from their home uh, home security systems. I mean, some of this stuff you wouldn't believe. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And 
you know, and they send that to me and I'm, I'm rolling around on the floor. I can't believe it. Um, that people would do that. knowing knowing that there's a camera there and, uh, also knowing that, you know, you're going to have that video will live forever, especially this digitized video. Um, would they really want to see their, want their kids, kids or grandchildren or great grandchildren or, you know, whatever to see that. I mean, it's just unbelievable what people will do in front of the video cameras when they, you know, this home, this home security stuff that these people are sending me is just unbelievable. I, so, I want, I want to add, add John that um, people are under the belief that Snapchat, when they send an image, it's gone in a minute and it's gone. That's not true. I, uh, as a as a police detective, we could get all those images from from Snapchat. So people should know that before they go sending pictures to each other. Well, see, there's a lot of college students and high school kids that should know that right now. They should know it right now. <laughs> they so don't. If you're a parent, <laughs> if you're a parent, you know, go knock on your uh, kid's door and say, "Hey, you know that Snapchat stuff? You know, it never goes away." <laughs> So think twice, right? Exactly. I, I actually have 15 apps parents should know about that I'm going to discuss. I know we don't have time today, but I will be. Um, they think they're being so, uh, you know, creative, but uh, I think it'd be very interesting for some parents to hear these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you think? Do you think uh, um, discredited former political appointee Louis Free is having some kind of... Uh, you know, small get-together as a preemptive strike for this uh, exciting movie that's coming out again? I think so. <laughs> the person that's playing him, I, does he resemble him, I wonder? Oh, God. Probably. I heard um, the actor that's going to play him is Freeze is uh, George Soros. <laughs> <laughs> one yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a big story with him. It's a, I think it's a big story of, uh, you know, all hat, no cattle. You know what I'm he just manipulates the uh, media, just like, you know, not to prolong this thing, but just, just as an example of his, you know, he's done these preemptive strikes when he knows that bad news is coming so he can get it out and got to try to try to defray the, the, uh, the bad news coming um you know he did the same thing with that that case that dick anderson was talking about because uh he talked about his uh illustrious report and <laughs> made all these pronouncements but then uh you know what his computer server crashed and nobody could read the report for a couple of days uh, yeah that's you one know, of the first excuses design, i've ever heard by design <laughs> by design <laughs> I, I want to leave you with this. Uh, Detective Meadows uh, brought something interesting. The media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that, the power, because they control the minds of the masses. Who said that? Malcolm X. Right. Not our favorite, not our favorite person, but he, he, he got it. He was right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, uh, they've yeah. done a. Uh, they've they've certainly done a lot of damage to uh, 
you know, good human beings. Yes, and they but, should be accountable. You know, fortunately, the media has us. Yes. Well, they need. Yeah, they need to focus on. Believe me, I mean, you know, uh, uh, we're not going to suffer any fools. So, I mean, we'll tell you who the bad actors are, and we've we've started to, uh, you know, let you know who the bad actors are, and I, I, the media needs to focus on the bad actors because uh, the pendulum has got to has got to. Uh, swing the other way at some point where uh you know bad actors are called out and there's a lot of them yeah. um, particularly in the cases that we've talked about and the in the uh, cases that we have on tap so that's so cool. okay. yeah okay so again um bottom line is if you're a law enforcement officer and you've had a uh, awesome case and the media has uh, totally ignored it or uh, turn it into something totally unrecognizable. Um, we would love to have the opportunity to promote that for you because you deserve um, a lot of credit for what you're doing. And if you're not a law enforcement officer and you have information about a case or, you know, uh, something doesn't seem right to you about a something you have personal knowledge of, maybe even, um, but uh, if you have any information about a case that you'd like us to uh, pursue, you know, uh, or you have any comments, you know, let us know. It's uh, searchwarrant02 at gmail.com. And you can follow us at searchwarrant1 on Twitter. Okay? All right. In the words of Billy Joel, don't take anybody's crap. Right. Exactly. Break it. We'll start talking next week. Yep. Okay, everybody hang tough. Hang tough. We'll see you All next right. week. All right, bye. 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 bye.